Happy Pride Weekend. You know, I wish on Pride Weekend, on Pride Shabbat, we could just have a parade, or just have a party, or just have a celebration, just have it be for once happy and gay, and then it would be over. I wish we really could just have celebration. Um, I wish the days of ACT UP and Queer Nation, the days of activism, of taking to the streets, of needing to get arrested, of needing to protest. I really do wish it wasn't just one weekend that we got to be proud and feel safe and feel happy. The LGBT community has a lot to celebrate. I mean, look at the three of us are leading a service tonight. That is really unlikely for almost any, especially, you know, a very conservative city like San Francisco. <laughs> so what's the big deal? We can get married, we can have kids, and we can pay taxes. What's so controversial about that? If you're a gay or a lesbian rabbi, it's easy to find controversy anywhere, believe me. We might be used to all of the freedoms here in California, in San Francisco, that are afforded to us, our parents, our kids, all of our families and friends who are queer. But pride is also a time to wake up and smell the gay coffee. Perhaps we might notice a difference if we weren't sitting here in San Francisco, but we were in Alabama or North Carolina or Georgia or Texas tonight, where it's not that comfortable or free if you are gay or lesbian. Pride is a time to recall the dark times as well as to celebrate the good times. Just this month, week and a half ago, June 12th, marked the one-year anniversary of the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, the massacre of 49 people, one year ago. And I urge you all to read the New York Times cover article from the magazine last Sunday, June 11th, Why Do America's Black, Gay, and Bisexual Men Have a Higher HIV Rate Than Any Country in the World? There are dark times, even at a time when we celebrate. In this week's Torah portion, Korach, three Israelites, Korach, Datan, and Aviram, take it upon themselves to rise up against the leadership, against Moses. And the story of Korach asks us a question. How do we know if a controversy or a protest or a conflict is destined to endure? How do we know that it's the right thing for us to do? The Mishnah in Avot states, Every machloket, every controversy or conflict, which is l'shem shemaim for the sake of heaven, is destined to endure. Then it's worth it. But any controversy which is not for the sake of heaven is not worth it. So it begs, begs a bigger question. What does it mean to be for the sake of heaven? It means to be doing something in the spirit of the divine for a higher purpose. This past week led off the Frameline LGBT Film Festival at the Castro. And the first film I saw was called The F Word. It wasn't X-rated at all. It's about the foster adopt system in California. And a documentarian decides to go through a life change as um, an adoptive parent out of the foster system. And so she creates a documentary, um, which is going to be the first documentary on PBS that is actually segmented. I urge you to, to watch it, even though in some ways it's very heartbreaking. Um, it's described as the F word, a short comedic docu-series about one queer couple's foster to adopt journey. And when I saw it, I did feel heartbroken, and I did a little bit of research, um, because there are about 60,000 children under the age of 18 in California in foster care. Almost half a million kids are in the U.S. foster system, and about 108,000 of those are eligible for adoption. However, 22,000 of them age out before finding a family. 
Same-sex couples raising children are four times more likely than their different-sex counterparts to be raising an adopted child. Same-sex couples are six times more likely than their different-sex counterparts to be raising foster children. And many states have erected barriers restricting the ability of the LGBT community and same-sex couples to adopt children. In fact, this year alone, there are now 13 states that have enacted legislation that limits or prevents LGBT people, individuals, couples, families, from adopting children, which to me, after watching that, felt like a tremendous blow to children who deserve loving families and loving, loving homes. That's the dark part. So tonight I want to celebrate two individuals who are helping us to inspire us and lead the way when it comes to having pride about what it means to bring light to the darkness. The first one is California Attorney General Javier Becerra, who just today prohibited state-funded and state-sponsored travel to Alabama, to Kentucky, South Dakota, and Texas. Becerra pointed out House Bill 24, which was signed into law in early May by Governor Kay Ivey, as a reason for the ban. The law allows adoption agencies to follow faith-based policies, which includes not allowing children to be placed with same-sex couples. Kentucky, South Dakota, and Texas made the travel restrictions list um, and the funding restrictions list for the following reasons. Kentucky enacted State um, Senate Bill 17, which allows student-run organizations in colleges and K-12 schools to discriminate against classmates based on their sexual orientation or their gender identity. In South Dakota, Senate Bill 149 was enacted March 10th. Like HB 24, it prevents qualified LGBT couples from adopting or even serving as foster parents in that state. And in Texas, one of our favorite states, right? House Bill 3859, enacted on June 15th this month, allows foster care agencies to discriminate against children in foster care and potentially disqualifies LGBT families from adopting or fostering any child. Yeah. So when I think about how great it's going to be together on Sunday as we're celebrating, there's usually a million people who come out in San Francisco. Sometimes I wonder, should we leave San Francisco on Pride Weekend and go to South Dakota, and go to North Carolina, and go to Kentucky, and go to Texas, and show them what we're all about. Because here, it's a lot of pride, and it's a lot of happiness, but there's a lot of people in this country who are still suffering. And so I want to give a shout out to our own Attorney General, who didn't really need to do this, except he was doing it l'shem shemaim. He was doing it because it's a higher purpose, and that's what being a Californian, I mean, that's what being a Jew is all about. In a different way, we like to point the fingers at corporations for not taking leadership on ethical issues. But I want to point out our own congregant, Mark Benioff, the CEO of Salesforce. He entered the ring last year. He fought North Carolina's so-called bathroom law, which prevented transgender individuals from using public bathrooms that did not match their biological gender. And I just have to tell you, you know, a lot of people have asked me, like, what, like, what is this thing? Like, what, what do the bathrooms have to do with gay people? And the, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why are they discriminating against gay people with bathrooms? And it just happens to be bathrooms. It could be anything. But I, I always think back because I kind of looked the way I look now when I was four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And you could only imagine. Um, in the 70s, our names were printed on the back of our T-shirts. So my T-shirt said Sydney. And I looked like a little boy with short hair. And I can distinctly remember the feeling of somebody grabbing me by the back of the neck and pushing me out of the girls' bathroom and going, go to the boys' bathroom. It didn't feel good. 
I was just trying to go to the bathroom. So I like to remind people that even though it's about bathrooms, it has to do about just being yourself and being accepted and not feeling ashamed and not feeling discriminated against. Mark Benioff said, I'm doing this on behalf of my employees. I'll get an email from someone and they'll come into my office, they'll say, I'm being discriminated against, can you please do something about this? So I have to jump in and help them. He had already, before that, slammed Indiana, Indiana's governor over the so-called religious freedom law, which is really an anti-LGBT law, for discriminating against the LGBT community in Indiana. He canceled all of Salesforce's events, threatened to pull investments, and even offered to pay for workers to move out of the state. I would have done it. I would have moved to California. A week later, the law was amended. He then went on to fight a similar bill in Georgia, which was vetoed after Benioff and others threatened to take their business elsewhere. And of course, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor singled him out and said, he's a corporate bully. And Georgia State um, Senator Josh McCoon said that he was the ringleader for big business CEOs because he didn't just do it himself, but he asked other CEOs, other tech giants, to come forward and say, we're not going to stand by with our business in states that discriminate. And he, but he was quoted as saying, employees are stakeholders, customers are stakeholders, partners, the environment is a stakeholder. Our community, our homeless in San Francisco, everyone is a stakeholder at Salesforce. We have to look out for everyone in our community. So I wanted to be here tonight on Pride Shabbat to lift up the light, to lift up the leaders in our community who are leading the way, but also to remind ourselves that there's a lot of dark spots in this country. There's something that we point to called Yirat Hashem, which means both the awe that we have when we're in the presence of something divine, but also Yirat has the word fear in it, the fear of something that might or might not be divine. So this Pride weekend, we have to have Yirat Hashem. We should celebrate. We should be in awe of how far the LGBT community has come. But we also should have Yirat Hashem, a little bit of fear about the feeling that we're backsliding a little bit at a time when people are forgetting that we're all equal, a time that is full of a lot of ignorance and a lot of darkness and a lot of fear. And so what I want to ask you to do is two things with us. I want you to march with us, the Pride Parade on Sunday, and give it your all. Come, it's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be about 127 degrees. <laughs> Typical San Francisco summer weather. Um, and it's also a time for us to come together and show support for people all over the world who don't have the same rights as us. But then, as we know as Jews, it's not up to us to complete the task, but we're not allowed to desist from looking around the world and beginning to fight against ignorance and homophobia when we're aware of the fact that so often we're going backwards. And so I invite you to do something after Sunday that involves activism and shedding light on the darkness after the parade. Shabbat Shalom.